Welcome to Share the Bytes, episode 28, The Best Broken Games. Hey, Corey, how you doing? Ah, you know, Ian, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Super fantastic as always. We've been playing a lot of games lately, haven't we? I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like I've just been jacking the mouse around for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, we've been playing good games. Ones that work, ones that we have yes. fun, and ones that they've been out for a while. Uh, yes. So they've actually had the bugs worked out of them. So it, yes. we haven't been the beta testers. No. Or what, what would be a good word for uh, the, the, the person who gets it even though it's a 1.0? The, the the O testers. That's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> the people who get it fresh off the press and it's still the ink is still wet yeah. and it slimes the paper everywhere. Yeah. So even though we're enjoying ourselves and we found games, I mean not all games uh old games or even new games are as polished and smooth as what we're playing right now. But that doesn't mm -hmm. make them any less fun, right? No. Well and the that people can, or excuse me, companies can release games um, without everything really polished is actually um, like an evolution of the technology. Back when we had CDs and cartridges and no way to do any updates whatsoever, um, they had to be psh, spot on for having the software ready to go. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I remember because I had this game called Mega Traveler 2. It was a okay. uh, RPG game made for the uh, 286 machine. Fantastic game. One of my favorites of all time. Uh, yeah. It worked beautifully except mm -hmm. for one side quest. And you couldn't complete it because when you had to talk with somebody and get a book from them and then read the book to do the next step. Yeah. The book was just all garbly gook. So either somebody didn't uh, type it out, so it was just loading in random memory, <laughs> or it was just some bad string that gets inputted somehow. So fortunately, it was a side quest. It wasn't the main game, so you could just ignore it yeah. and move on. It didn't crash. It was great. Yeah. But <laughs> I can only imagine yeah, all you know these complicated games that we have right now. Mm -hmm. You know, having one of those critical bugs, you know, basically just game ending bugs that you could never fix, never update. Mm -hmm. And as you said, since games, I mean, they're so complicated now, you can update them. There's almost no way you can release because you can't get that many people to test it or that many hours. You've got to test it on a mass scale. Yeah. Well, you'll run into the issues where the developers bite off more than they can chew. Um, like, take the recent release of Cyberpunk, right? That's been in development uh, six or eight years. Like, they got the license from the board game company a while ago. And um, they finally released it this, this last year, December. Um, and I'm loving it, personally. Um, and it reminds me of uh, a couple other games i I got into early um, that were that were the developers' passion projects. Like they really loved the material, they really wanted to make this thing, and they bit off more they, than they could chew by the time that they had to spit it out. And uh, 
So, like, Cyberpunk is... It's, it's a great game. I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, and the trees bending over has happened. And um, so, every now and... <laughs> yeah. So Cyberpunk, they're made by the same developer who's made the Witcher series. Yes. And specifically Witcher 3. You know, again, So they're no strangers to open-world adventure games. No, it's like they're... Uh, it's turning into their party, certainly. I think they're actually marketing the Red Engine for... Um, other companies to use for large scale, um, no load times, unless you're fast traveling uh, yeah, so style this, gameplay. So this game has come out with a lot of controversy. Again, it was hyped up a lot. Exactly. Uh, and again, it's been in development for a long time. And then they release. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I haven't heard any, many bad things about the PC version. It, yes. it plays you know fairly well. I mean, it has ray tracing, and people say if you have a ray tracing enabled graphics card, you've enabled it. It looks absolutely be- gorgeous, beautiful, mm-hmm. and you should definitely try that out. Well, the cool part, too, is the game still actually looks good without it. The system I've got doesn't have ray tracing, but it's still, it's still a really good experience yeah. in that sense. But a lot of the problem uh, There are problems, though, with the console versions. I've heard the Xbox... Uh, the latest Xbox, so sort of the Xbox One X, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I don't. So that one I heard plays fairly well. The PS Five, and eh. and then last generation's console, the uh, last generation Xbox, and then the PS Four just are unbearable to play. Yeah. I heard. Well, there there was actually a post uh, or a comment on one of the Reddit threads I fished through on that though there's there were one or two people who were playing on the last gen consoles that were just having the worst time with it crashing but they still kept playing it because they enjoyed the game itself so much i had a similar um experience with uh, i don't know if anyone played there was a 2005 the um, stalker shadow of chernobyl and uh i sound really super cool when i just say that um, Starker is an acronym, but it, it was a great, super atmospheric game. And the first like patch or two, it would still crash after two hours. Uh, and you just like make sure you push save frequently enough that when it did crash, you could then load up your game and hope it didn't crash in the middle of you saving a game. Um, but that was back in the good old days. Uh, like the thing that uh, cyberpunk is doing and i i understand why they're doing is they're not allowing quick loads so you can't just push f6 and reload quickly you have to either die or go through the whole load menu but that was back in the stalker was back in the good old days where you'd quick save and then you go do something and then you're like oh it's not good enough quick load and then you go back and it would just load the game <laughs> automatically and then you could try and do it the way you wanted it to because you can get really neurotic about stuff um yeah, you had to, they eventually patched that out, and it took a year or so. Yeah. Um, still still a great game, but... Yeah, but for these ambitious titles, it's almost, as, as we were saying, it's almost impossible to release a perfectly polished game, and there were supposed to be, you know, certain bugs. However, yes. in the case of Cyberpunk, you know, some people are just saying that the bugs are so horrendous that even investors are suing the developer for yeah. misleading them. However, that really, I think, takes away from re- what cyberpunk is really about and, you know, from the people like yourself who really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't a title that the developers are just going to walk away from and, you know, saying, uh, and cut their losses. No, this is, as you said, a passion project. Yeah. They're going to improve it. 
mm-hmm. and it's going to get better. They're going to fix the bugs, but it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where if you have a game that, you know, it, at least if it comes out and it's enjoyable, mm-hmm. you know, people are willing to tolerate, you know, some level of bugs or missing features so that way they can play it. And then when the updates come to them, it's like, oh, improvement or a bonus, something new yeah. or free. Yeah, they got the content. Uh, like, okay, so I can't run around and buy a um, brain dance. They're called brain dances if you haven't played the game. And it's basically you put on a headset and you go into this virtual experience of someone else's life. There's the scripted brain dances that you get to do to follow the plot line. And you can actually run around in the game and buy quote unquote brain dances, but they throw a little thing up there's like this is really cool but it's not compatible with your hardware so like they 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 played at some other things but i can understand those why they couldn't do that why would you it would be really expensive to be making all these pre-made things for um side content and nothing to do with the gameplay um so like stuff like that it makes perfect sense. It'd be nice if there's like a trade value, but I'm complaining about a game that I'm actually enjoying. So I should shut up. Um, <laughs> but that's and... but cyberpunk's not the only one out there. There's been a lot in the past. Uh, there's another oh, yeah. game that you've, uh, you thoroughly enjoyed and it's five years old. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. So uh, everyone's going to groan a little bit on this one. Um, it's a game called no man's sky. And like, they took open world to probably the highest definition you could find. Like the whole point of the game is just exploration and like basic point of the game. Like there's goals and stuff. And I read, I got into this last year. Um, it was on sale 30 bucks. So sure. Cause it's retailing at 60 still five years <laughs> later. Um, Hopefully but, that means it's really good. It, you know, if you like things that are the, if you don't mind like that slight grinding experience of a game where it's like, well, you just keep getting cooler and cooler stuff and you go to these other places and all you do is explore. There's like maybe a big dialogue background, but it's not um, it's not a story driven game in, in a heavy sense. Like there is something about it, but it's it's really big is what the game is. And that's what they were going for. It's a really big friggin game. Go check it out. And um and I heard when it came out, it was like, it's a really big game. Oh, you should probably go here. So it sounded like specifically with uh, with No Man's Sky that it was uh, more of a content than a stability issue. Like they're like, we're really cool. We did procedurally generated stuff. Yeah. I mean, these were this was like it's a space sim game of sorts. Yeah. With mm-hmm. procedurally generated plants, so no, no planet is is the same. No. And what do you do? You just go in and explore the planet. Yeah, you get you gain, you gain points by scanning each planet. You get to you scan and you discover new things and get you points, and then you can build a base. and And I hear base building was a add on they added later. Yeah, because um, I remember it's like, even though it was technically in a shared universe of other players originally, okay. It was, you're just by yourself, right? You're exploring these planets mm-hmm. and then eventually they made it. Okay. Well, you're on the same network, but you could literally be on the same planet, but couldn't see the other person. I, yeah. I think the biggest complaint was what's the point of exploring if you can't share the experience. Yeah. In the universe. They, they played two cards with that one. They played the, it's so big that you probably won't run into anyone. And I haven't. 
Um, and two, I think the way they're also doing it, like I ran into a planet that that didn't have is like this thing has already been uh, discovered by somebody else, and it was someone someone else's name. And up until that point, it just been myself who'd be like, "I've discovered this. I discovered this. I discovered this." So there's crossover. I think they actually talk. I think the game actually talks to the servers. I think the whole universe is actually static, even though technically it was procedurally generated. It's not procedurally generated for every single person. Maybe. Um. And then that's where, like, they're hoping that everyone will discover everything at some point or another, or, you know, scan everything, and then I don't know what they'll do with it after that. <laughs> um, but they'll they'll be going, you know, like, you can, you can go to places and do trading, and it's, uh, it's one of those games that has a large variety of things you can do, and none of them specifically matter to, like, a goal to get to outside of for their own sake. So you like you build you build bases, sure. You you, you bases, go up great yeah, stuff. It's yeah, fun. bases weren't part of the original development, and that's kind of going about uh, like Cyberpunk. You know, again, these developers have mm-hmm. improved the game over time. Yeah, and so, I'm 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 thinking that Cyberpunk will not in the same sense, but turn into a No Man's Sky. Like the uh, of course fixing all the bug the major weird bugs um, that you can run into, but the uh, at least personally, if there was a developer that has a season pass, that's that's definitely a game I'd be looking for a season pass for because the expansions and the side quest stuff that they could do with that and take it to the next level, as it were. Um, you know, what's going to V do if he? And I haven't beat the game, so I don't know. I don't know where it ends on this first one, but what happens to your character or what other characters could be doing things? It's um. They've got a lot of material to work with. I was digging through the original cyberpunk PDFs that I somehow found on the internet. Don't ask how. <laughs> um, and uh, and they're they're just creating huge amounts of content. The the content that's been there since the '80s. So they have a lot to work with. Wow. Um, to to create to flush out the universe in the digital version. Yeah. One so. game I haven't played this, but I really like the story about it. Is it's a game that when it, it was released with very high expectations mm-hmm. because, you know, it was, uh, you know, the third sequel, well, second sequel. So it was number three in the series and mm-hmm. the previous two had been met with acclaim. Everybody loved it. So it became a beloved uh, platform, uh, beloved game story, everything else. Yeah. And the developers decided they wanted to do something different because again, whenever you make sequels, you want to introduce, introduce something new and refresh otherwise mm-hmm. if it's just the same old thing just with better graphics or whatever people get bored quickly yeah so this one was diablo 3 and yes. i found about this uh story through a book called blood sweat and pixels excellent book uh, okay. about the game development uh, hell that developers and publishers have to go through and you know <laughs> these are interview interviews with the actual developers and producers so nice. uh, straight from the horse's mouth. But what they had been talking about in the story is when Diablo 3 in the game uh, was mm-hmm. originally released, everybody was excited about it. And then everybody's going, what the hell is this crap? The game mechanics suck. The loot mm-hmm. system is broken. It's giving me things <laughs> I don't want or don't need. Yeah. And so they had to crunch uh, within a month to actually fix the game mechanics. 
you know, oh. retooling the pretty, it, pretty much the loot system to make it more rewarding. So that way it wasn't just throwing random crap at you, but yeah. it, uh, or cost you money or anything like that, but it was mm-hmm. meaningful loot. Yeah. One. And so from that, that one was a game mechanics problem that, well, we tried something so different it didn't work, and really they should have yeah. given it to some sort of beta audience to test for fun, which they didn't because they were in a crunch. Mm-hmm. But the feedback that they got from the audience, and because they had such love from the community, they, mm-hmm. the community gave them a little bit of grace time saying, all right, we, we know you can do better. Yeah. So they were yeah. forgiving in that nature. So developers and the producer crunched. I think the developer came back from his honeymoon or vacation or something to fix this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, It's been a while since I read the story. But in the end, they created a game that is now considered one of the best in the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, you know, it occurs to me now, too. They're uh, like, how do these fit in with um, like commitment to a game, a long term relationship to a game, right? So uh, I was dorking around with Stalker and. Still, up until now, people are developing, like, the community's developing stuff. The The company itself isn't. Um, no Man's Sky, of course, is, is up to five years of dedicated people. And that's technically not what I would call an MMO. Like, when you commit to a game or a game genre, usually it's, like, massive MMOs. Like, World of Warcraft, or I can't name any other one. And people have been playing those. How old is that game? 11 years, 15 yeah. years old now, I mean, right? Yeah, and there was Ultima and Ashran's Call before it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, and to your point, you know, actually, I've just started Grand Theft Auto V. Nice. And that game's been out since 2013. Nice. Yeah. And they're still having missions and developing stuff for it, and there's a whole bunch of community mods online. And so, <laughs> again, I mean, they built the game right. They did an excellent job. But, again, they've they keep the audience engaged. Yeah. It's interesting to see games taking that on, uh, like not just a season pass kind of. And they're not nickeling and diming you of, yeah, you got to pay like a yearly subscription or use it like your MMOs. Yeah. That's a studio that wants to keep you as a customer, as a game player for the long term. So that way, when they do come out with the next and greatest thing that costs them $2 million or more to develop. Mm-hmm. you're going to be willing to fork out the 60 or 70 bucks on day one. Exactly. It's at its highest price. Because I, well, a... I waited <laughs> eight years to get GTA five. <laughs> uh, to your credit, thrifty thriftiness is not a bad thing. I think GTA five is still the current one, isn't it? It, it the... is. Uh, I've yeah. heard, you know, rumors about GTA six, you know, in the horizon uh, sometime soon, maybe in another couple years. Nice. But uh, yeah, to your point, it's like if you know developers and publishers continue to create content, or at least give the community the ability to create content, yeah, then you've really are basically almost selling a brand because your game players are loyal to that brand. Yeah, and. Uh for people to be able to find a game that they really like and take on the adventure of uh, joining the modding community uh, with that is really cool. Um, I don't know if it's like an actual job you can get, but if you spend a lot of time modding a game, you might get a job 
actually working on new games and stuff. So getting into that, actually making the stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so there are there any other some... games that you can think of that uh, were buggy on release but uh, still came out? Uh, that I experienced like fresh off the press? No, I'm I'm like you. I'm a I'm a spendthrift. If I can get a sixty to eighty dollar game two or three years later for half or a third price, I'm totally down for it. Um, I think I might have experienced something with Fallout Three a little bit early on, but I also didn't jump on that one that fast. Um, I, I it, it really depends if you're if you're doing uh, a zeroth testing. Uh, kind of jump on it oh i i'm mean, like technically there was ha- halo 2 was a was a struggle um but that's also because that was probably the last highest um bit of software tech that they tried to squeeze out of the original xbox before it finally died and they moved on to whatever the next xbox with the 360 i think yeah, was the, the 360 after it. it was the one where the power supply was about half the size of the console got really mm-hmm. hot and they had manufacturing defects on the 360 so much that it would pop its own solder joint. So you actually had to stick it in the oven to reflow. Oh, I heard people <laughs> Those... wrapping a blanket around it and just running it for a couple of oh, hours too. Really? But yeah, <laughs> I actually heard people trying to put their power bricks into dry ice or some idiot wrapping it uh, in a Ziploc bag and ho- dipping it into water to keep it cool. Oh, no. <laughs> Liquid cool consoles yeah, were, yeah. were a thing yeah. beforehand. So that was a console, if you think about hardware, that was really buggy when it first came out. It was called oh, yeah. the Red Ring of Death. Yes. But it sold very well. Mm-hmm. And it led up to you know the Xbox after that. And the Xbox after that, yeah. I think. I don't know what were, what were version. I'm, I don't play console games, in case anyone had guessed. Yeah, not since the, Xbox, the original Xbox. <laughs> No, and I don't even know where that is right now. I think I gave it to a friend. That that's a story for a different day. Yeah, it went. It was the Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and then I think it's the was it the Xbox? Uh, yeah, Xbox Series X or something like that. Yeah, and then then they'll pull an Apple and go, and now it's just the Xbox again. Yeah. Betcha. Next next generation or two, it'll just be called an Xbox. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's uh, so yeah. It's one of those things where, if whether it's a hardware manufacturer, if you know they release hardware that's bad, but they're mm-hmm. willing to service it and help their customers out yeah. and saying, "Yep, we screwed up, but we'll fix well, it for you." And 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 the and the premise is there that it it, it could have been good. Yes. Like. Uh, like it had all the things that were almost together to make it great and it was just good enough ish yeah but they are like no no we can fix this we'll make it work and and that's that's what that's where it is i mean i'm not a fan of that things like cyberpunk or stalker can happen these days or the xbox or anything in that department but that the the commitment of the developers is certainly something to be commendable yeah. or commended, and that's really great. Yeah. So to all those folks out there that are working hard for our entertainment, that you don't get the love right now, and certainly on <laughs> release day, you are sweating bullets and people are yelling at you, and mm-hmm. it's that make or break moment, we thank you. 
Yes, thank you. Keep yeah. keep it up. Yeah, there's some good stuff you're making yeah. out there. Yep. And as one of my uh, fa- as, to quote one of my uh, favorite uh, movies, Galaxy Quest. Never give up, never surrender. <laughs> oh, we should do an episode on that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until then, Corey. Thanks, Ian. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs>